I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thursday edition of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. A lot of stories to get to with you here. Um... Dave Portnoy, also known as Stool Presidente, giving a lesson to the Washington Post in, well, a lesson, I guess, for all of us in how the Washington Post does the ambush partisan journalism that now defines that and some of the other major newspapers out there. We shall discuss that. And uh, we've also got uh, some crime stories to discuss with you, a, a carjacking in Minneapolis broad daylight the whole city is furious i mean people are showing up at uh you know town hall meetings and they're saying what the heck is going on here we remember blm 2.0 launched in minneapolis what's happened in that city since then that's certainly worth us having a conversation about uh but the biggest thing on our minds right now is the absolute mayhem the mess that is unfolding right now and has been for for weeks at the U.S. Mexico border. The the latest numbers on this indicate that you've you've got ten thousand people, ten thousand people who have been uh, who have been encountered. Now these are illegal aliens. These are people who entered the United States illegally. In fact. The number of people crossing illegally is so high that they've had to shut down one of the lawful ports of entry to redistribute resources to other places on the border. I mean, if you just do, Clay, when you look at a, a cursory overview here, it's it's obvious that this is a, a complete emergency and a mess uh, when you look at the headlines. I mean, Biden has sent 800, uh, 800 troops to help at Eagle Pass, Texas. Now, Eagle Pass, Texas, not a big, not a big town, not a big city, really. And it's completely inundated. This has become the place where they're having the most, uh, the most crossings. It does move around on the border. 10,000 migrants in the last 24 hours. 
this is getting to the all-time record high that they saw in May before the end of Title 42. And we can, Clay, we can get into what's going on in the cities. We talk about New York and the migrant problem. Chicago's now got a major migrant problem, too. But I, I just think every Republican in the country who has a platform should be making the case to the American people. The border is the most lawless, wide open, and chaotic it, it really has ever been. I mean, it's certainly up along the worst moments that we've seen. And it's not just all the all the illegal crossings and all the burden on the taxpayer. It's the human trafficking. It's the, the fentanyl trafficking. It's the cartel enrichment. This is a disaster, and it is a product of Joe Biden administration decision-making that they're still sticking by. Yeah, and yesterday I said, Buck, and I would reiterate it again, Republicans should take the third presidential debate to the border. They should go to Eagle Pass, they should construct an outdoor stage, and they should force the media that covers the uh, presidential debates to go with them and cover this situation. Uh, This is a no-brainer to me. I think it's right now it's scheduled in Miami. Uh, this should happen. Second part of this, I, I and I know a lot of Greg Abbott's people listen to uh, to this show, and we've had Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, on a lot, and I think he's been very good on pointing out and dealing with what is a, I think it's fair to say, international catastrophe, which is the failure to protect our southern border. Um, I would say this. Greg Abbott starts sending illegals to every swing Midwestern state almost exclusively. I want them going into Pennsylvania. I want them going into Michigan. I want them going into Wisconsin. I want them going into Minnesota. I want all of those states that are theoretically going to decide the 2024 presidential election to have to deal with what Joe Biden's illegal immigrant crisis is creating. Because right now, a lot of people out there in blue states are still somewhat protected from the consequences of Joe Biden's border policy. There's no way, let's just put it this way, Buck. If Texas were uh, were Pennsylvania and it were a huge swing state, there's no way this would be going on. There, there, there is, From a pure political perspective, because this issue alone would deliver Pennsylvania to Republicans. And I want those swing states, those Big Ten states, and I apologize to everybody listening to us right now in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, but your swing voters there, the people that are going to decide this election in 2024, they should have to see the consequences of Joe Biden's border policies and understand that they are voting for this. Because a lot of people don't see the consequences, and as a result, they just don't realize what's going on with this illegal immigration disaster. Now, I also hope Arizonans that are listening to us right now, Carrie Lake is going to announce soon. You are going to have an incredibly competitive three-way, probably, Senate race, but also it's going to be incredibly competitive in 2024. I think we're number one in Phoenix if you are listening to us right now in Arizona. Regardless of who wins the Republican nomination in 2024, whether you're a Trump person, a DeSantis person, a Nikki Haley, a Vivek Ramaswamy, whoever you're voting for, more power to you. If you show up and vote not down ballot straight Republican, you, in my opinion, are a moron who is 
absolutely endorsing this chaos at the border. All right. I'm just I'm I'm done with you split ticket voters. You need to recognize that Joe Biden is destroying the fabric of this country and you need to suck it up, even if it ends up Trump and you don't like Trump because you don't like his mean tweets and whatever. Suck it up. Show up. It's time to send a message. I'm fired up about this. Ten thousand buck that we know of. And it's only getting worse. And we just said to 500,000 Venezuelans, you can get jobs now. There's going to be another million Venezuelans who come in now because the incentive structure is, why wouldn't you? This is the this is what everyone needs to understand. It's not, oh, it's 10,000 the last 24 hours, and this is going to stop anytime soon. There's nothing that they're doing to stop this. This is going to continue. The word is out globally that you can come into America and you will likely be able to stay in America without even going through the immigration system, without even really a, a cursory check. How do you even know who these people are? Um, and, and Clay, you know, we talk about what's going on in New York and the massive, you know, multi-billion dollar budget issue there. But we also have to look at what's going on in Chicago uh, and because of the migrants. Uh, Chicago has... Got some problems now. I'm trying to pull up the number. Here you go. Twenty six, a twenty six million dollar contract with a security firm to build migrant camps. That's what they're calling it here. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson quietly signing this twenty six million dollar contract to build migrant camps. Now I want to understand something. This is almost thirty million dollars to build refugee camps in Chicago. This is what a refugee camp is. When you don't, when you're somebody that is claiming that you had to leave your country because of threat to your person and persecution, and you are staying in a place where the host government is, you know, giving you food, housing, healthcare, et cetera, that's a refugee camp. So you're, you're talking about now a refugee camp being set up in Chicago. They're thinking this will cost, and all these government estimates, Clay, are always low, right? The New York estimates three billion a year. It's 12 billion over three, three or four years. Uh, it's going to be more than that. Of course, it's going to be more than that. What, all of a sudden you think the government's going to become nimble and cost effective? That's absurd. Chicago says it's going to get 302, it's going to cost $302 million by the end of the year. And that's a, you know, that's a Midwestern city that's a, a quarter of the size of New York. This is going to happen in other places too. You know, to, to sending them to, uh, swing states, I, I like that idea. The issue is that this is where the illegals want to go. I get they it. want to go to major cities, right? So you offer them a free ride, and they're like, "Yeah, great, sign me up." You know, that's what. Yeah, it's about. but I mean, give them a give them a free ride to 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 Philadelphia. I mean, I don't know that anybody wants to I, go. I don't know if they'll take it, but you can <laughs> offer it. Yeah, I mean, it's not too hard to get from Philadelphia to DC yeah. or to uh, or to New York City. I want the the swing states to have to bear the brunt of Joe Biden's decisions, and the fact that every media person like, think about this. Think about this. Think about how much time our national media has spent berating politicians for not supporting Ukraine enough, right? For years now, they have been uh, going around saying, how dare you not want to give $100 billion to Ukraine? Do you not care about Ukrainian sovereignty? Do you not care about Russian actions there? Why is it the same media talking about our border? I think you crystallized it a couple of years ago when this all started. But it's gotten so much worse. Joe Biden cares far more about Ukraine's border sovereignty than he does the United States. And that is indefensible. 
And of all the things that Joe Biden is doing that are a disaster on crime, on uh, on inflation, which I, did you see that New York Times uh, a writer who was at a Newark airport, I think, and shared a picture of his hamburger and said this cost seventy five dollars or something. Did you see that tweet? <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. Uh, but uh, and it's ridiculous. But everybody out there listening to me right now, I guarantee you, you have bought something and said. How in the world did this cost what it cost? It's because Joe Biden's ec- economy has been such a disaster that inflation is baked in now. So I mean, it's failed everywhere. The go try to buy a house, everybody. That's, you know, you want to talk about feeling the pain. You go buy, you know, I know what this is like. I just bought a house. You go buy a house right now. You're getting half the house because of the rates that you could have afforded a couple of years ago. Inflation hurts. Oh. Oh, and Buck, there are millions of people listening to us right now, I legitimately believe this, who have a house that they don't want to be in, but they've got a 25 or 3% interest rate, and so they're staying there. You might have added a new kid. You might have uh, you, you might have had a family member move in with you or whatever, so you're cramped in that house and you're ready to move. Maybe you want a new school district because your kids have gotten old enough and you want to be in a better local school district, but you look at it and you just run the math and you say, I mean, if we sell, we're going to be going from a 2.5% mortgage rate to a 7% mortgage rate. And there's always, by the way, I bet there's a lot of you fighting about this too because inevitably it feels like to me every married couple, one of them just doesn't understand how mortgage rates work, right? So the person who does understand the mortgage rates is like, no, let me explain. We have a 2.5% mortgage on our you know 15 or our 30 year mortgage and this is what this costs and if we go to 7% and it's like some people just I, I guarantee you right now that one of you is nodding and the other one is like going to be angry about you she's going to be talking about it or he's going to be talking about it can be the man can be the woman one of every two people in every marriage it feels like to me doesn't understand the basic concepts of mortgage and so you end up fighting about what you can and can't afford i know that's happening right now for millions of you out there this is a mess and joe biden caused it Start earning high-yield returns in a low-yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. You choose your investment amount, term limit, and earn returns from 9 to 13% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. These bonds have been filed with the SEC and are also independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors, now accessible to you, the savvy investor. Phoenix Capital Group is disrupting the traditional energy industry through their proprietary offerings yielding up to 13% annual interest. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment guide today at phxonair.com. For a private investor meeting, visit phxonair.com for an appointment with Matt Willer, Managing Director of Capital Markets. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today for more information. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, we asked the question last week, was there going to be an onslaught of Biden can't be the guy stories in the wake of what was a disastrous week for Biden, right? His son gets indicted, impeachment proceedings. Uh, I begin, I think there's a hearing today, right, where they're kind of beginning the official investigation um, you had the New York, uh, the Washington Post column to say, hey, he shouldn't be the choice. Uh, it doesn't feel like there has been that next step. Do you agree? Like that next step of, and he's got to go. Like no shoe, I would say, the proverbial shoe has dropped this week that has made that more likely. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I, I haven't seen what we said was a possibility, which was, the the apparatus moving as one to make it clear that Joe Biden has to go. I, I I haven't seen that, and the clock is ticking. I mean, they are in the fourth quarter here now. They're they're not going to be able to turn around in you know early November and say, "Hey guys, Joe Biden's not running. Let's have a primary." You asked how the fix would be in, and I was thinking about that this morning as I was doing my research and I was reading. Uh. The the answer to me of how the fix would be in is James Clyburn in South Carolina would have to say it's time for a new choice. Because if you remember, Biden was in third place in terms of total delegates in February of 2020 when he got to South Carolina. He had come in fifth, I think, in Iowa, sixth in New Hampshire, something like that. Didn't do well in Nevada. Bernie Sanders was ascendant. Do you remember who was in second place? When they all got to South Carolina, Buck? Uh, I don't, actually. Mayor Pete. So the two (laughs) leading, and for those of you out there who have forgotten where we were in February of 2020, the two leading Democrat contenders for the nomination in 2020, 
Number one was Bernie. Number two was Mayor Pete. And James Clyburn basically said, it's going to be Biden. Biden won a landslide in South Carolina, and everybody else was done. So I was thinking the question you asked, which is a really good one. How would the, how would the hit go down? What would have to occur? James Clyburn, because remember, there's still a debate about where the first primary is going to be, crazily enough, for Democrats, because Biden's trying to put, uh, to protect himself in some ways. He was trying to put South Carolina as number one overall. He would have to lose Clyburn. That's when you would know. Like, if James Clyburn came out and said, hey, South Carolina, I want you guys to vote for Gavin Newsom. I think that that James Clyburn has that kind of pull, and I think Biden would would be done. I don't think he's going to do it, he's but that's what that's the kind of thing it would be required. I mean, if that happened, that would obviously be an, an enormous, a seismic moment for the Democrat 2024 ticket. But I, I there's just no way he's going to do that. Remember, Democrats they don't like to go against you know the machinery of the of the party, right? They, there's they're really counting on the Democrat brand to be what pulls Biden and so many others across the finish line, I don't see them creating problems for themselves because they want, you know, the people to have more choices or something. I I just don't see that. Well, also remember, James Clyburn is Joe Biden's age. Basically, he may be a couple of years older. I mean, he's in his 80s. So I think the idea of a guy who's in his 80s saying another guy in his 80s is too old when he basically is the reason that he got to the presidency in the first place, is basically zero. The way the way they're going to frame this election is guy who's lost a step, who's a little too old, but isn't, you know, isn't Hitler. Yes. <laughs> like, isn't Stalin. Basically, yeah, you're right. And threat to democracy, end of the republic, Donald Trump. I mean, that's, that is going to be the whole choice, really, when it comes down to it. Um, although I do think immigration can really start to become a major component of this discussion. Um, if you're a gun owner, you got to try the Mantis X. It's a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. You connect the Mantis X to your firearm like you would a weapon light. Connects to your smartphone and the Mantis X app. Gives you real-time feedback as you train, has all kinds of drills and courses, and most users improve their shooting accuracy within 20 minutes of using it. This product is so effective as a training tool, it's now being used by our Marine Corps, Army, Air Force, and Special Forces. This is military-grade technology at an affordable price. You can do this at home, and you don't have to worry about expensive ammo or getting to the range. So the Mantis X is just a must-have training tool for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com mantisx.com All right, so we know the migrant crisis is affecting cities uh, all over the country, but particularly New York, Chicago, and a handful uh, of others. And we know that people are getting uh, fed up with this. In fact, at at Staten Island, in, in Staten Island, I should say, which is a the only borough of the five boroughs of Manhattan that tends to vote Republican uh, by majority. The only one. The others are as blue as it gets. Never forget, Hillary Clinton set up her 2016 headquarters in Brooklyn. Uh, so the rest of the city is, is overwhelmingly Democrat. I think 80% of New York 
voted for Biden in 2020. Does that sound about right? I think it was 80% of NYC. I mean, you know, I, I tried, guys. I, I was I was one of those Trump votes. Got to keep it quiet when you're walking around Manhattan. But Staten Island, they got people protesting the migrants. And there, here's a woman who's telling reporters that she's sick of this. She's sick of what's going on. She's been there for 70 years. Play clip eight. When our ancestors came here, they came here grateful. So they needed a job, a sponsor, and a place to live. They come here and everything's handed to them. And we get, we're bearing the brunt of it. I've never been afraid in this community. I'm living here 70 years. And this is what we get. Ungrateful to the citizens. You know why they're doing it? Because they want them to vote. Because that's the only way they know they're going to win if these people vote for them. Because anybody that thinks would not vote for the Democrats again. So I, I, I like her passion. You notice she says um, that this is a, a, about the votes down the line, but also that some communities are, are bearing this burden. What's interesting, Clay, is even the governor of New York now, Kathy Hochul, is out there saying, yeah, no, we, we love all the illegals. Like, that's great. Just just don't come to New York right now, please. Play six. We have to let the word out that when you come to New York, we're not going to have more hotel rooms. We don't have capacity. So we have to also message properly that we're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. But the smarter thing is to apply for asylum before you leave your country, and then you'll have a different experience when you arrive. Okay, she's not very smart. They're not applying for asylum, which would actually mean they're applying for refugee status. Asylum is when you're in the country. Refugee status is when you're outside trying to get into the country. Because they won't get it. Yeah. <laughs> the reason they're not applying, the reason they're walking across the border is they're not legitimate. Overwhelmingly, 80 or 90 percent of these people are not going to get uh, any permanent status under the uh, asylum guidelines and regulations. But, Clay, I also sit here and think, why why isn't New York overjoyed at this? This is the you know, it's a sanctuary jurisdiction. They refuse to help the federal government with immigration law. This is what they should want. This is, I just want to focus for a sec again on what we're doing with Venezuela in particular. Venezuelans, I think there's now 500,000 Venezuelans in the United States. Um, they now can all go get jobs. That That's what my understanding is of the new policy that was just announced by the Biden administration. Even though they're illegally uh, here, they all now have, correct me if I'm wrong, Buck, but I believe this, I'm trying to simplify it. They now can go get jobs. What do you think is happening right now in Venezuela? If take yourself not, out of not wherever good, you, but it's yeah, not good. By yeah. the way, Venezuela is saying. in terrible take, shape. Take yourself out of whatever life you are in right now, listening to us in the United States. Pretend that a friend or family member called you and said, "You're not going to believe this. I'm making forty times what you are making in Venezuela right now." And Joe Biden wants you to come here because they just gave the go-ahead. We can all go get jobs here. Venezuela is, and I have to be careful not to curse, a socialist crap hole. It is a disaster. If you were stuck in Venezuela right now, and you had a family member who called you from New York City, a place that you've seen on the movie screen, a place that you have seen as this beacon of liberty, freedom, and opportunity. And that family member said, Joe Biden just said, you can get a job. You're going to make 40 times what you're making right now in Venezuela. If you are moderately healthy, 
why would you not put every dollar that you have in your pocket and try to figure out a way to get to the United States? Incentives matter, and there's already 500000 here, Buck. Millions more are coming because why wouldn't you? Here is Governor Hochul. She says, don't come here. But then she says, you know what's great? Giving 500,000 Venezuelans work permits. Play five. You have to ensure that we can also have controls at the borders and not welcome even more people to come who think they're going to come for the job. So this is a, a good approach. And I thank the president for having a limit. This is for people who came before July 31st. So it's not an enticement for more to come after. I think that was an important consideration. It only applies to Venezuelans, and this is a huge chunk of people. It's almost half a million people. But do you think that this will actually have a measurable effect on the problems that New York specifically is facing? It certainly will, because about 41% of the people in our shelters today are from Venezuela. Okay. okay. Wait, 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 hold, hold on a this second. This is so dumb. The, the notion that it's it only applies, don't worry about it. It's not an incentive. It only applies to the people that got here before July. 31st. I mean, we're, we're, we're in yeah. September. So, you know, what's going to happen is everybody else is going to say, oh, great. I'll just be part of the next tranche. I'll be part of the next work permit giveaway. No one thinks this means you shouldn't come. Everyone who's thinking about coming is saying, oh, great. I'll be part of the next 500,000 and the next 500,000 after that. You actually rewarded the people who broke the law the fastest. <laughs> I mean, this is what this is what it is. You're saying, hey, those of you who broke the law the earliest, you're in under this new number. By the way, people are going to lie. I mean, do you think people are stupid? People are going to claim when they try to go get jobs. When did you get here? Oh, I got here April 28th. Okay, you're good. You know, I mean, this is not uh, this is not going to be a rigorously enforced paper check, I don't think, to see whether or not you fit the July 31st exemption. But all of those people are going to come here, more of them, and then they're going to say, well, actually, we're going to also give work permits to everybody who got here before Halloween uh, or before the end of the year, whatever it is. And the numbers are just going to continue to skyrocket. The only way, so the incentive structure here is 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 wild. You're clearly encouraged to come here. Again, just take it outside of however frustra- however you may be frustrated about this, as both Buck and myself are as uh, clearly over this. But if you're thinking about it from the perspective of a Venezuelan, Everything that they're doing is making you want to come here. More likely to come here. And so what did we just hit? 10,000 at the border? I think from 160 countries, by the way. Because when you have a wide open southern border, if you can get to South America, if you can get to uh, anywhere in the Mexico vicinity, you feel like you can walk across the border. Most of these people right now are coming from Venezuela. What's the population of Venezuela, by the way, Buck? Do you have any idea? 30 million, give or take. Okay, so just think about 500,000 people is like one in 60 Venezuelans. It's it's a really substantial portion of Venezuelans that are coming here right now, and now it's going to be millions. We're talking about effectively huge parts of Venezuela just up and moving and becoming Americans in terms of living here. And by the way, Buck, this is also important. A lot of people who come across from Mexico, the data reflects that they go back and forth because they may come here and make money and then they'll travel back down to Mexico. You know, it's very much of a of a trip and, and sometimes you're here and sometimes you're there. 
People are not going to come from Venezuela and travel back to Venezuela very often. That is a long way. It's super expensive to fly. You may not be able to get back in. These people are here to stay. Again, Mexico, the data reflects that people will go back and forth across the border seasonally based on when jobs are available, all those things. If you come here from Venezuela, you ain't ever going back to Venezuela. You are never leaving the country. These Venezuelans are here forever. And we just said, if, if you're right on 30 million, we're talking about one in every 60 people from Venezuela has come here in like the last year. And That's pretty gonna crazy. Keep, it's going to keep going. And the Biden administration response to this is to effectively encourage it. This is the part of it that everyone needs to understand. They'll talk about the border and they'll say, oh, we need to do something. When they surge personnel to the border, it's like they're sending more people to hand out water bottles and sandwiches. Like they're not actually stopping people from coming into the country. And the other part of this is when they're pulling this kind of pulling the the terms of the human resources they've got, the the personnel, pulling them to deal with the illegal crossings that are going on. In these kinds of numbers, Clay, uh, the rest of the border in terms of illegal flow of fentanyl, I mean, it's it couldn't be any easier for the cartels to get it across than it is right now. Here's a crazy stat for you, Buck. Almost the whole state of Wyoming's population is the number of Venezuelans that can now be here illegally and work. To kind of put that into perspective, there's 576,000 people in Wyoming. So we basically have moved the Wyoming of Venezuela to the United States, and we're saying, hey, you now have the right to work. And I'm telling you, millions, millions more Venezuelans are coming because their country is broken, because of leftist rule, and all of the incentive structure is for them to come. And again, as soon as you have a baby, that child is an American citizen. And the parents are never going to get kicked out if they have an American citizen child. This is this is crazy that, that, that we've allowed this to occur. If you haven't switched your cell phone service to Pure Talk yet, here's one more reason why you should give it give it a thought. This summer, they upgraded their service plans without raising their prices. Pure Talk added data to every plan, including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Pure Talk's price still just twenty bucks a month for unlimited talk text. Now fifty percent more five G data plus a mobile hotspot, just twenty bucks a month. Pure Talk. Company owned by one of our U.S. veterans. A considerable size company now, thanks to all those that of you that are switching your cell phone service. They pride themselves on having the best customer service team all right here in the good old USA. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to make the switch to Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck and make the switch to Pure Talk today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. thing that I do think, so first of all, we shouldn't have birthright citizenship. And we've talked about this quite a bit on the show. I mean, to me, I go to root cause incentive structure. Why do the people come? They come for jobs. It's hard to not provide jobs, by which I mean that America's economy is so strong in terms of the number of jobs that are available, that that's why these people are coming, right? Um, and look, the Biden economy is not as strong as it should be, but th- I'm talking about over the last 30 years, 40 years, why do illegal immigrants come to the United States? Because of the jobs, they can make more money, right? That is hard to eliminate. Birthright citizenship, we should eliminate. Immediately, like, I think it's illegal uh, uh un- unconstitutional potentially even to exist the way it is but the long-range plan here for everybody out there saying okay what what's democrats believe that the people who are coming into this country illegally they think that they will end up voting democrat so that if you're out there and you're like why do so many democrats the root reason why they want open borders is because they think the people that are coming into this country are more likely to be Democrat voters. Would you agree with that, Buck? The root reason for why they want open borders long range is because, you know, you can say, oh, they're empathetic. Oh, they care so much about the world. They believe politically in the long run this benefits them. Yeah, they think if if they can get a mass amnesty for 20 or 30 million people, that on the whole, it will result in them changing the electorate in a way that, you know, it's not all going to go for Democrats, but enough right. of it will that they'll have a permanent majority. The one thing that, well, first of all, we can't do that, right? You can't give amnesty. All those things should never happen. But the one thing here that I do think is worth paying attention to that I don't hear very many people talking about. What if Democrats are wrong about that? What if they are wrong 
that over the next generation, Hispanic voters are going to vote Democrat. It's, I mean, there it's a big, are data it's a big points. gamble. It is a gamble for the Republicans to think. No, that it's that. A, well, I mean that would that would, but but I do think the calculus politically. I'm not convinced that the long range future of the Hispanic vote lies in the Democrat Party, and I'm talking about not in 2024 or 2028. I'm talking about if we were having this conversation in 2048, and the reason why is if you are willing to die to come to this country. It is because you believe America is the most remarkable country that has ever existed in the history of the world. Most Democrats wouldn't die to try to get to the United States. I don't think so. Because their party has bought into the idea, Buck, that America is a fundamentally racist, indefensible place. The people who come here and risk their lives to get here are doing so because they believe in American exceptionalism. Democrats are selling them the idea that America is awful, and I think that's why you've seen. Well, remember what they said when Trump won in sixteen. De- Democrats are selling them on the idea that America owes them, and that it's our fault actually that their countries are as dysfunctional as they are, and that American imperial. Now I'm not saying that works. Yeah. It clearly doesn't work with Cubans who or Venezuelans. I'm, I'm here in South Florida. Cubans, you know, vote Republican in pretty strong yes. numbers. They're they're majority Republican in their votes. So, you know, that's, uh, I, I think, a, a part of, of the conversation. And to think of the, the Hispanic vote is, it's so broad in some ways as to be not, not a particularly insightful, um, way to look at the, that portion of the, of the electorate. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, there's Cubans, there's, I mean, I can't sit here and go through all the different, but, uh, all the different iterations of what's considered Hispanic or from Latin America. But, you know, people who are, Legal immigrants from Latin America tend to uh, be much more much more likely to possibly vote Republican. So, yeah, and I think Venezuelans in particular, because they've seen the ravages of socialism because of Maduro, are also probably predisposed yeah. to be in favor of. But, but you got to remember, we're also taking freedom. in people from 160 plus countries, and, correct? And so while there's a big there's a big group of Venezuelans, there are people showing up and coming across the border from. Southeast Asia, from West Africa, from Latin America, I mean, from everywhere. And, 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 and their idea is we're going to give them citizenship, and then they will be b- thankful to us for giving them citizenship, and they will end up voting for us in years ahead. I mean, that that is the long-range plan. What I would just say is, in the back of your mind, just think about this, and I'm talking about not in the next couple elections. I'm talking about 20 or 30 years down the road. If in the back of your mind you start thinking about this, in 2016 when Trump won Buck, by focusing on border security. The general consensus opinion was Republicans are never going to get the Hispanic vote now. What's happened? 2018, more Hispanics vote Republican. 2020, more Hispanics vote Republican. 2022, more Hispanics vote Republican. 2024, I can give you a preview. More Hispanics are going to vote Republican. The calculus that Democrats are relying on to work in their favor, in turn, potentially Florida and Texas, for instance, into purple states and or blue states, is not working right now. I mean, it works is in California. Con- yeah, but California is a, is a little bit different um, because it's huh. an interesting... I mean, they, I think they want to make America California is the point, right? And it worked in California. Yeah, it's interesting, though. I, I just I wonder if the conventional wisdom is right. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 